All right, we're almost there. Welcome back to the third podcast of Healthy Dialogue. You know, I was thinking that, well, actually, let, let's start with this. So I ended up re-watching the two other podcasts that I had done um, last week, and I did them both on the same day. Um, and that made me question whether or not that was the right way to go about doing podcasts in general. It's just... It, it was just instantaneous, and I wanted to get it done. Um, and, and maybe that was a fair fair thing to do on the first day of trying to start this whole thing. But last week on Thursday, I just ended up getting the whole Discord community set up, and I was ready to go, and I really wanted to get something rolling. And so I just opened everything up, and I just gave it a try. And for the most part, I thought it went okay. Um, but... I think with a lot of content creation advice, a lot of people have said that you need to stick to a schedule. So I'm thinking, for starters, that I'll probably be talking like every every Sunday at maybe 4 p.m. Um, and that, that'll align with my future work schedule as well as my future classes and whatnot. So it's just sticking to a schedule will be helpful to make sure that there's some structure here so that I can actually talk and give myself a platform for a very small, dedicated amount of time. I'm thinking about only doing these podcasts for about 30 minutes each time. Um, I don't want to be going too much longer than that, because I don't want to burn myself out either. So that's that's kind of the structure of what I'm going for here. What I was noticing in the Stage VODs announce, uh, announcements on YouTube, it was saying that my live stream was starting up, so I was I was very surprised to see that the webhook that I was using also did live stream announcements. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I thought I thought I needed to like update that every once in a while, but um, yeah, based off of last week when I did like one after the other, it only updated the first one, or it, it only notified of the first one. Um, and not the second one, maybe because it thought it was the same stream or the hook just only works like once every <laughs> every once in a while. I, I don't even know what the consistency is there. But but yeah, as far as like the community goes, I, I have no expectation. I'm just going to start a podcast up like every Sunday and just go for about like 30 minutes to 45 minutes and see where that takes me. Yeah, I figured I should better get myself on a schedule when I can. Anyways, um, I guess I'll talk about like a couple things of what I've been doing recently. One of those, well, related to this topic, one of those is um, for the longest time, I didn't watch a whole lot of, I didn't watch a whole lot of shows growing up and mostly because I just like gaming so much and a lot of my consumption, I would say when it comes to any sort of information has been through gaming. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. And I, I like watching YouTube videos in the background all the time. But YouTube, my YouTube content is just kind of all over the place. Some of it's anime. Some of it is like news stuff or like, yeah, news VODs or news clips. So I have some sense of what, what's going on in the world right now and what these medias pay attention to. But... For the most part, it's just like a bunch of random shit, <laughs> and and yeah, 
it's not like I had any kind of structure or consistency with some of the content I was listening to or watching. And I finally dedicated myself to getting a to getting a crunch, crunchy roll account. Um, so I was planning on watching animes. I didn't really know which ones I necessarily liked watching. But some of the YouTube suggestions that I got were, um, I guess, more around like the anime romance series. So there's a couple of those that I've been recommended, and that kind of inspired me to to watch those first of all. And then also, I feel like I've had some talks with my friends when it comes to like dating, um, and they have different perspectives on what it means to date and what it means to find someone. Um, and so kind of tying that in with some of the anime romance, um, or yeah, the romance animes that I've been watching has been, I don't know, it gets me inspired to talk about it because I think, I think perspectives like what I have is very useful for what other people need to look at their own romance interest, um, with. So, yeah, I, I guess I'll start off with... With the first question of what is wrong with it or what is the dating scene currently um and i'll go from like a gamer perspective and i'll also consider like some other people's perspective as well um who are not gamers but from a gaming perspective there's <sighs> maybe i'll start with the story when i was 21 years old i had recent recently got an gotten out of like a relationship a long distance relationship um and this girl and i had like met at university and then i kind of had a well i had a depressive outbreak and that made me come back to um to the west coast of the united states and i lived about a couple states away from her at that point but After after that breakup, I realized that it was gonna be hard trying to find someone else. The kind of the kind of qualities that she had, and I was very lucky to have her, but the kind of qualities that she had was very similar to what my mom represented. And my mom represents someone who's very kind and thoughtful um, and very smart. And so I was thinking I would probably have someone like that in in my life as well as like a romantic interest um and so she set the bar pretty high when i felt the need to go back into the dating scene to figure out <laughs> to find some more people i ended up going to i guess what most people would see is the conventional route which is going to dating apps and figuring out your place in in those realms and it's pretty hard you know, I think you get very passionate about finding people, and that's exactly what you're doing, is you're just finding people. Um, and a lot of it just comes down to a very minimal amount of time when you're trying to find people, which is a right swipe or a left swipe. So I started off on Tinder like everyone else does, and very quickly you realize that there's a huge pool of candidates that you're looking at and it's very hard to see yourself in the in i don't know I, I think you learn a lot about where you are in terms of the dating pool when you get to see your competition because you get 
in the same way, like you can relate that kind of competition and that spread of, of assets in your competition. And you can kind of see that for your, the only for your pool as well. So you get like a bunch of great looking girls and then you have some other girls who spend a lot of time on like their bio, um, some not at all and some who you don't necessarily find attractive. So you get the full spectrum of, of people out there. And I think it's really hard on you because what you find attractive in that pool is depending on depending on what you're getting from the app defines your success or your failings in that realm and so for me when i was there like i would write swipe on everyone because i was genuinely interested in knowing people and i was willing to give people a lot of benefit of the doubt despite despite my i guess initial reactions to them as a person based on their bio which a lot of people don't spend a whole lot of time on like the as someone who who finds words as a very meaningful way to communicate with others about how i'm feeling or who i am it's a it's a form of expression for me right when people don't spend the time to put in like a decent bio it just it's it's a turnoff but at the same time it's like why would you invest in something like that when not everyone pays attention to that kind of stuff, right? And as a guy, um, I, I think something that's been openly bashed on about about guys and girls is that they have a lack of a bio, and it's just like a bunch of pictures. They spend, they don't spend, they don't invest in themselves and their public appearance on these dating sites, and you know that that's up to them how however they want to do that but but I don't know I think it's very shallow and I think I think people play the shallow game and they get success from it like you don't need to invest a whole lot of time into the dating scene if you know that you have assets that are coming from somewhere else for me I can't really see that because I need a bio in order to express myself in the way that I want to and some people are going to be able to recognize that and find that attractive or some people are going to take a look at the other various aspects of me when it comes to like my my photos or I guess whatever else I want on my on my profile and they're going to say no this is not the kind of guy that I want um, and you know it is what it is I would say for the longest time I didn't think I was a bad looking guy and I, I still don't I think if I really wanted to to spend the time to make myself look better, I definitely could. And I who's I guess I actually am doing that right now. Like I'm always working out like every single day for about like a hour and a half. Um constantly thinking, constantly challenging myself, making myself a better person. I'm writing things down. I'm I'm making myself the best I can be. And I feel like I'm making that improvement all the time. Whereas before, um, before like COVID hit, I didn't, I don't think I really spent the time to improve myself and my character or figure out who I am. Um, and that, that was kind of like the dating scene a couple years back. So, um, for the most part, I was using pictures that were kind of stale when I was in the dating realm and 
it is what it is. It's not like I got like professional pictures every once in a while. Or I had like, I don't really update my social media either. So, I mean, that gives you some perspective of how often I take pictures in general. But, so my advertising techniques for myself in the dating realm is pretty bad. But it's, I don't think if I actually spent the time to improve my appearance, I don't think I would have gotten any better luck with the dating realm. And the dating realm is so weird because when you go to these dating apps, there's some there's something in mind that you're there's something in mind that you have about what you're expecting from the experience. And I think too often you're let down because Because you didn't humble yourself to the idea of how marketable you really were to people. And sometimes, I think, well, not sometimes, I think that's very reflective of, of how people take a look at themselves as well. So once, you, once the market has told you your, your place as far as like a romantic interest or like a potential dating partner, I think the... I think a conclusion that is usually drawn to is, well, if nobody's swiping right on me and I'm not getting matches at all with the people that I want, then that must mean nobody finds me desirable. And the dating scene isn't for me. And that's kind of true. I, I don't know how else you would take away from that experience if you're not finding any luck or whatnot. Or maybe you are finding luck and it's just not with the right people that you want. And you can still come to the same conclusion if you're having a whole lot of success with people swiping right on you, but none of them are the people that you find equally attractive. So there's there's a couple variations of, of that hopelessness and feeling misplaced when you're in the dating scene. And it's, I don't know, it, it's really hard on you if you don't have the right mentality going into that. I think the, the better takeaway from all that is that in this very instant, even though it feels like shit in the market, and it feels like the market is telling me that I'm not marketable as a, as a, uh, as a romantic or dating partner, I still have assets that I can give to people, and this is more reflective that the time isn't the right time. The pool doesn't have the right people in it, and there still is someone out there for me. I think that's really the accurate way of going about that, because when you think about it, okay, I was, I was okay. What I was about to say was, not everyone who's in the dating pool will be in the dating pool pool in the future so you kind of have to have some hope that someone in the future is going to come along at the right time who's also going to be looking at the same time you are and that i don't know how else to describe that situation other than it's just a miracle so you kind of have to have some hope in mind that somebody out there is going to find you in the same way that you find them um, and whenever that time is is what's going to happen some of my friends don't don't feel that way though it's like there's a sense of hopelessness with that 
in the sense that you never know when that time is coming. You never know if there's someone out there who will be looking for you in the same way that you're looking for them. And a lot of things feel out of out of your control. And that's, I can't blame them. I, I feel like there is a lot of hopelessness with that. But if there's, if there's anything my past relationships have taught me, and I've had a couple of them, is that people come along at the times that you're not looking for it. But it ends up being a pleasant miracle that it happened. I mean, a bunch of the bunch of my past relationships okay to give some perspective on what my past relationship dynamics were like it was never me going out of my way to to ask them out i feel like it was always they had to show appreciation to me for me to start appreciating them and that's hard because it never felt like it was in my control to get something initiated. And now I, I, I would say I kind of have some fear to start initiation with people because, well, I mean, with the kind of normal terms that are up now, there's always like sexual assault allegations. There's harassment allegations. It's, it's hard being a guy knowing where the line actually is with that. And... I don't know. There's some fear with starting something knowing that perception drives how, well, rather that other people can perceive my actions as something that it's not. Even though I know my intentions and I can openly speak on my intentions, I know not everyone can do that, but I can. And people can draw conclusions without my intentions in mind. Um, and so I think I've really resorted to, well, it, I say that and I've, I feel like I've known that for a very long time. And so moving, moving on to the next point, which is, which is how do you know, well, I don't know, how do you, how do you become brave enough to ask someone out? So knowing my history a little bit and just letting the, the, the woman take take the appropriate action to show interest first. How do you become brave enough when you've never been brave before? When you've never had the opportunity to be brave before to share your own romantic interest, knowing that it could be... Uh-oh, I think I'm lagging. Well, I'm hoping it goes away, but <clears throat> the there's always the fear of knowing that you'll have some sort of rejection. And part of like the anime or the romance animes that I've been watching, there's these girls who always go up to the guy and they kind of confess their love for, for them. And I like, I'm not saying they always do it. The guy has done them in some cases, but I think, 
I think you need to understand yourself to know what's best for you so that you can go out and do the things that you know will make you or that have potential to make you feel better. And for me, the bravery part isn't so much of being rejected, but it's to be open about yourself and be authentic about yourself, um, to, to showcase what you're feeling to other people. I think as long as you stay true to who you are, I think that's the best, the, the best form of bravery you can do for yourself. Um, and rejection will hurt. And part of being brave is knowing that, that regardless of, you shouldn't care about the outcome as long as you did everything that you're in control of doing was met with, with your own efforts. So recently I've made some bad decisions. Well, not so much bad decisions, but I I openly I openly went out and said something to someone that I highly appreciated. And there were consequences along with that that prohibited me from doing things that I found validation for. It restricted my access to places like that and it's it's hard, but I know I can't really have both at the same time. So, it, the biggest takeaway from what, from that bad action was that I did what I needed to do and I stayed true to myself. And I'm proud of that. I didn't harm anyone along the way. And everyone who received the information did what they needed to do. But I'm proud of myself because I did what I needed to do in terms of what I wanted and in terms of what would put my heart at like ease moving forward. So I don't really have any regrets with that. And I, I don't think if you hold on to information about yourself, about liking someone else, is a good path to being, to not having regrets. So I think I think just don't regret anything that you do and feel the need to do the things that you want to do. I'm, I'm very approachable, or well, rather, I'm, oh gosh, what's the word? It's not, it's not initiation, but I initiate things that I think will, are true to me. Yeah, maybe I'll just leave it at that. Like, if I feel like I want to do something, I go do it. Because it's what I want to do, and I won't backstab or regret my actions. Because I stay true to the idea that it was something that I wanted to do. And I won't backstab myself in the future if, if I had any doubts that what I did was the right thing. Unless if it was a really a wrong thing, and it was just something that I wasn't considering that I should have been considering instead. But I won't backstab myself in terms of my own emotions during the retrospective. So the last thing that I kind of want to talk about is how do you know if, when you find the one? Um, and I'll, I'll share a little story about like 
some of my past relationships too. But um, in terms of knowing who the one is, it's really up to you and how you want to see how relationships go. I mean, I've been through a couple of them, right? And so the biggest thing between all of them is that they were smart and that they had their own way of showing appreciation. Some were conventional ways of which I could appreciate. And some other ones, or like some of the other women that I've dated, didn't necessarily show appreciation in the way that I received it. And I don't know. For the longest time, I thought I would just... I want to say the longest time I've just been settling with people who I've learned to love. Because I had to learn to find... Well, I had to learn the ways of what they could... Or of how they appreciated people. Or, like, appreciated a romantic interest. And that was... That's a journey in itself. But then I realized that I just didn't feel as appreciated as I wanted to feel. And I just couldn't live with the, the way that they appreciated. So I needed... I, I figured if I'm... If I don't feel good with that, sitting on that, then I might as well find someone else who does share methods of appreciation to way to, I guess, methods that I can appreciate. So I think finding someone who, well, part of learning who you think is the right one comes with experience and I think there's a lot of that's not to say that you should go into relationships thinking that other people are just like a temporary solution to to this for this role I think that's a bad way of looking at it I think you I think having actual feelings for someone should not be seen as just a usable usable pastime. I, I think that's a wrong way of looking at it. Like when I when I think about like all my previous relationships, I think all of them, I respect all of them. And I know a lot of people out there go exit relationships and they don't feel good about it um, and they hate the other person for it. But But I think a part of keeping a solid mind is making sure that you stay true to who you are and you try to understand the person as much as possible. Like even if they cheat, I think that's a good indicator that they just weren't that they just weren't the right fit for you. And I think that's the takeaway that you need to have from something like that. Like yeah, it feels bad when someone backstabs you like that in terms of they couldn't be true to themselves but that's exactly what they did so they couldn't be honest with themselves that what they wanted wasn't you and I think you should be okay with that 
and it's hard to know who the one is because your perspectives are constantly changing about who is good good for you and who isn't i think what ends up being or what ends up happening with a lot of cheating situations is that at one point in time both of you were perfect for each other and then as time goes on you start drifting away from the the kinds of interests that you want in a romantic partner and that's what leads to separation and some people i don't know i i think that leads to people doing terrible things to each other but a preventative method of making sure that never happens is being true to yourself all the time and i I think relationships have your relationship with someone else someone else has merit somewhere in some aspect and you just need to make sure that whenever that goes away you need to be open about it There's going to be core things that you want in someone else. I think as long as you find that other person who has those core things and you can consistent and you can be sure enough that those core things are going to stay with the other person and those core things are going to stay with your own interest of who you want in someone else, I think you can be confident that the other person could has a very good chance of being the one. And that's not to say that like every little detail, every other detail that isn't a core detail about someone else disqualifies them from being the one. I think you need to have some realistic leeway in your qualifications and how you see someone else. Like not everyone is going to be perfect. Everyone's going to have their own challenges and you need to make sure that you have a realistic mind when it, when you have another human or for another human because that's that's exactly who they are in the same way that you are so i think too often people talk about like the ideal woman or like just the ideal romantic partner and i think that's a that's a huge problem in terms of your expectations for what someone else should be doing you really need to humble your ideas back to that back to the point where where it's still human behavior because the second you start turning them into a god is when it's when you're not going to find any success in a romantic relationship at all So I think keeping in mind that the other person is is human is a very good place to start. And then you need to look for realistic qualities that are deal breakers for you and make sure that the other person has those things and you know they won't necessarily change easily. Because just as much as you know yourself in terms of your own foundational characteristics and behaviors, You need to know exactly how the other person is. I think, I think knowing when you found the one,
You just need to know the other person on a level that convinces you that you know that they wouldn't change from their core characteristics. But you'll need to be dating. <laughs> I, mean, I think that's a hard way of doing it, but but well, rather it's a, it's a hard way in terms of time. But I think if you're dating someone for very long, you can get a very good sense of who they are, and come to a confident conclusion that come to that confident conclusion. Anyways, I know that was short. It wasn't very long. Um, and frankly, I don't think I necessarily described everything as, as well as I should have. But um, I, I think that that'll do it for today. Um, I might, I might, I kind of plan on hitting some of these topics again in the future just so I can explain them better. But you got to get some consistency down. So this is my solution to that. Uh, I'll talk to you guys next Sunday, unless if my friends decide that they want to do something else earlier. So, 